This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. It is our Madden Money podcast for this week. Tim Benz and Mark Madden from 105.9 The X. Listen to Mark Monday through Friday on The X, 3 until 6. He's back from Atlantic City. We'll get a recap of his vacation in just a little bit. The Steelers are getting set to end their vacation. Latrobe Training Camp, St. Vincent College, it starts this week. We'll start our conversation there. All of our podcasts beginning on Thursday from St. Vincent College, brought to you by Bella Construction. Look forward to working with them again this year. Mark, we all know what the biggest story of training camp is going to be, of what the season is going to be. That's the development of the offense in the second year of Kenny Pickett, the third year with Matt Canada. Uh, that's the be-all, end-all storyline in my mind. Do you have a second one? What's what's next after that? No, I think they all pale in, in comparison to the Pickett storyline. Uh, some depressing news uh, in the week just passed. Kenny Pickett's Madden rating for the video game is 73. That ranks Tim. 27th uh, among NFL quarterbacks, tied with C.J. Stroud, who has yet to take a single snap, and Brock Purdy, his opponent the first week, uh, week one when they played San Francisco, who was Mr. Irrelevant in his draft year a couple years back. So uh, not exactly fast company for Kenneth. You and I, Mark, had different opinions, different takes on the whole offense versus defense spending this week in the Trib. I think largely that's circumstantial. I think they're addressing the offensive shortcomings by way of the draft. I think the finances, by extension of that, are suppressed. Um, is it a concern to you in terms of mentality? Is, is that where your gripe is? 
Well, no, no, I, I wrote as much. Uh, the reason they're they're spending so much on defense is because they have, oh boy, is it five? I think it's five players on first year contracts on offense, including the quarterback. And and when you're paying your quarterback entry level money, you could afford to you know spend a lot elsewhere. Uh, that said, I, I I don't know if I see the wisdom of giving Highsmith, you know, the big money. Maybe it would have been better to spread money to build depth on defense. Uh, I do like Highsmith. In a vacuum, he's a great guy to keep, although I don't think he plays very well when T.J. Watt isn't there to to make him Robin, uh, as opposed to when he has to be Batman, when he doesn't you know function or produce nearly as well. I'm also of the opinion the sack is the most overrated play in football, unless it's on third down. It's just too easy to get the yards back, but uh, – but I looked at that defense, Tim, and they got some absolutely great players in big contracts. I mean, we all know the names Watt, Hayward, Minka. Uh, now Highsmith is on a big deal. But they don't have an elite defense because they have a bunch of holes, not least at middle linebacker and, and probably to start the season nose tackle too. So I, I just, again, it's not so much that they spent money on Highsmith. I don't like their general team-building philosophy, and I don't like the attachment to possessing the ball and playing defense because that'll beat the schmucky teams. If you play that way against Kansas City, you will lose 50 times out of 50. I wonder, Mark, if there is something then to be said about the contract extension for Highsmith. Is it less about, say, investment financially in defense, and is it more a spotlight to be shined on their willingness to just keep everybody despite the fact they haven't won a playoff game in six years. Oh no, that, that I I wrote about that too. Uh, They have spent a lot of effort and money to keep together a team that hasn't won a playoff game in six years. That I definitely do not get either. It's become a soft organization, soft ownership, whatever you want, you get Tim name the last time it it was Le'Veon Bell. I think since then, has anybody ever not gotten what they wanted? Heck, they didn't even make Alex Heisman go to the trouble of a hold-in. Only other guy that I can think of that falls under that sphere off the top of my head might be when Martavis Bryant started to gripe about playing time and they just let him wither and then got rid of him. But, you know, Martavis would have done something to stub his own toe along the way anyway, I guess. Yeah, that was a bit of a drug-addled situation too, pot-addled anyway. Mark, if I'm going to answer my own question about what else is out there to keep an eye on as it relates to the Steelers, it's... It's a little bit intangible. It's less of a training camp thing, but my biggest concern beyond what becomes of the offense opening up a bit in theory, it's the defense and the secondary and some of the communication issues that might occur with so many new pieces back there. I don't know about that. I I like the makeup of the secondary. I'm more concerned that Joey Porter Jr. will be broken in slowly as per the Steeler way, and I'm not sure their personnel dictates being able to afford to do that. I think it's just good enough if Porter, at the very least, you know, is in the nickel packages right off the bat. Uh, where I'm worried is inside linebacker. Because you got these two new guys they brought in, but they're no better than the two old guys. There's zero depth at inside linebacker. You know, they're in a Pro Bowl between the guys they brought in. I just don't see them having solved that problem or done anything but move sideways to the same problem with different people. Yeah, the uh, talking point, it sounds like to me, Mark, the 
sort of media carrying the water, the fans carrying the water, social media carrying the water on behalf of the team is that inside linebacker just doesn't matter. It's disposable like running backs are. It, it matters more than any position in 3-4 defense. <laughs> Everything is funny. To the, am I right, Tim? I mean, that's what we always got told. You know when it matters, that's Mark? You know what it matters? They spoon-fed us, Tim, yes. when they had good inside linebackers. I was just going to say, that's when it matters. It matters when you have James Ferrier and you could talk about how good he is. It matters when Ryan Shazier is in the first round selected and then on the rise and you talk about how good he is. But ever since he got hurt and they haven't been able to figure out a way to replace him, uh, you don't talk about it being all that important. Or, you know what? They talked about how important it was with Devin Bush when they got the wrong guy. How about that? Right, drafted Devin Bush. We really need him until he sticks. Uh, yeah, so I, I just think it's really flawed at that position. Uh, and I think teams will be able to target their weaknesses, don't you? I mean, who's going to start at nose tackle? Montrevious Adams, he's a ham and egger at best. Or uh, Keanu Benton, the second-round pick. I don't think he's going to start right away, do you? Probably not starts, but I bet you within the first week or two, he might wind up with a higher snap count than Adams. It's not like they rely on Adams for much more than 12 snaps a game anyway. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the nickel and dime, the sub packages play the most, but uh, again, getting back to the basics at that point, it's just not an elite defense. Mark Madden with us. Check him out three until six, Monday through Friday on the X. I mentioned running backs earlier, Mark. Apparently Najee Harris was part of some sort of Zoom where a bunch of running backs got together on Zoom and complained, and, well, I don't know what else they did. What else are they going to do? Oh, was Najee in on that call? There have been multiple reports suggesting that he was a part of it, yes. (laughs) Yeah, that that was some call. Workers of the world unite. Uh, There's nothing they can do. It's funny that they think they can, but there's nothing they can do. And, um, And might I add that Austin Eckler, who organized the call, right? Yes. He has a short memory because he got his job when Melvin Gordon was the starter for the L.A. Chargers. He got hurt uh, a few years in a row. Ecker went in there, did a good job, and the Chargers said, hey, this younger guy, Eckler, he'll do it just as good and for cheaper. See you later, Melvin Gordon. And now the shoe's on the other foot for Austin Eckler, and he doesn't like it. I think it's going to wind up being like one of these – well, frankly, like a Le'Veon Bell situation. If they were to band together and say, we're not reporting to training camp as a sign of solidarity, well, the last time somebody pulled a stunt like that, it was Bell, and all that did was underscore the disposability of the position. They're just all asking for the same sort of trouble. What, they're all not going to report to training camp? Well, I'm not I'm not saying that's what their decision was, but, I mean, what else are you going to do? You're going to have, you have to... Re- are, we, are we talking about guys under contract or just the franchise guy? No, I would imagine it's everybody under contract, because what else are you going to do? You can't do that. You can't do that. I, I don't know. Then, yes, then my point continues to be they've got no out to this. They can gripe, but there's no method to changing the, the, the situation. And the, the blame and the outrage is misplaced. The blame and outrage should be placed on their union, who agrees time and again to the franchise tag, because the franchise tag was what really screws this up as much as anything. I know the fifth-year option for first-round picks, that screws running backs too. But, but, but that was agreed to by the union as well. And the CBA doesn't run out until 2030, so kind of kind of just settle for this till then, and then your career will be done by then because, Tim, I don't know if they've heard, but veteran running backs aren't highly valued right now. And, you know, like Mike Florio came up with this idea of setting a pool of money aside that didn't count towards the cap that you could use 
to be. Yeah, the owners just aren't going right. to do that. Right, exactly. It's, it's basically just more money going to the players, and owners have gone to the mat over percentage points of share on revenue every time there's a labor disruption. Like, like they're not going to for this? Yeah, it, it's just it's a hopeless situation for the running backs. You know, they just got to live with it. Or, you know, there's always Barber College. Mark, let's get to the latest surrounding the Eric Carlson situation with the Pens. He told a Swedish outlet over the weekend that he's been in discussion with the Pens, specifically with Spezza and Dubas. He also said he's spoken with Carolina, apparently Seattle and Toronto as well. He says that the Sharks are trying to make something happen. It's complicated, but he's just not going to go back there. Um, I hope that's the case. I've talked myself into wanting this because, you know what? The Penguins just aren't going to change how they play. They might as well have a guy who's good at playing that way on the team. Well, he's going to show up in San Jose if he has to for $11.5 million. Uh, for a defenseman in hockey, my God. I mean, there's no way to walk away from that. Plus, he'll, he'll, he'll leave there sooner or later, probably sooner. But, but uh, what worries me from the Penguins' standpoint, Tim, when it was just Pittsburgh and Carolina, I, I really liked the Penguins' chances. And to some degree, I still do. But when it was just the Penguins and Hurricanes, you know, uh, Carlson doesn't like Brent Burns, didn't like him in San Jose. Now he's in in uh, Carolina. And the Hurricanes play a terrible style for Carlson. They man up on defense. They shoot from everywhere. It's not his kind of game. And I think he's the type of player who would rather play his way than have a better chance to win, which he would in Carolina. But my fear was always that a third team, or in this case maybe a fourth, would come in and just steal the deal. And I don't know if Carlson would have an interest going to Seattle. But I'll tell you this. They would have the easiest time of making that deal. I mean, they don't have a ton of cap space, but it's just a more easily managed situation for them to make that deal. Uh, What that would add to their team, would it get them over the top? No, I don't know exactly, you know why they would want to to be honest but they might want to and shanahan might want to work a little extra hard maybe bring on a few extra bucks pump out an extra draft pick or prospect to make sure dubas doesn't get carlson and and they do yeah um you know petrie's a problem with this too because of his no trade clause well he and he doesn't want to move west like remember when he was in montreal he finagled his way out because the pandemic wouldn't allow his parents or in-laws or whoever to to, to um, commute from Michigan to Montreal and help with the kids. Mm-hmm. i got to be honest, Tim. I laughed at that. Raise your own kids. Hire a nanny. You're a professional hockey player. Uh, you should be able to deal with that in a way other than wanting out. But that's how the guy is. And I do, expect, I do respect the sanctity of the no-trade clause, uh, Tim. If you have it, you should be able to, to use it without anybody – bitching about you using it because you gave up money to get it mark madden with us check him out three until six monday through friday on the x breakfast with ben's podcast madden monday also watch us madden ben's unfiltered 9 30 a.m trib live facebook stream mark for the most part over the first two games the pirates kept Shohei otani in check he homered on sunday we're taping up before that game is over but regardless of how it ends on sunday mitch keller not performing well the story again for the Pirates from this contest. In fact, I'd argue that's been the biggest disappointment of all the disappointments after the end of April. Oh, my God. I mean, his ERA is up over four now, right? Yeah, I think it got over four as a result today, yes. 
Yeah, I, let's face it, Tim. This has gone so bad that even the stuff that was good has gone, like Keller with ERA, inexplicably, unspeakably bad. So, yeah. Uh, and, and one question I'm asking, too, is why doesn't the Pirates plan work? Why is Cincinnati's plan working? Why is uh, Baltimore's plan working? Well, I'll tell you why. They're committed to actually executing it and winning. And the Pirates, they're just, they talk about a plan. They got no plan. Their plan is profit. That, I think, has been underscored by the way they've sort of thrown darts at the prospects being called up this year. Um, and, and they've called, they've, The schedule they've used to call them up is more about PR and giving the fans a bone than it is about who's ready when. Mark, I had Jay Johnson on the show while you were out while I was filling in on Thursday. He's the LSU baseball coach who coached Paul Skeens. He said he's 1,000% convinced he could perform and win a Major League Baseball game right now. What should the Pirates do with him this year? Well, right now it wouldn't help. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm, I'm on record as saying many times that he should go pitch in the Fall League this, this, uh, after the season's over, rest his arm till then, get in some token work, and start the second home game of next season. That would be my timetable for them. But I, I, honestly, Tim, I don't know what they're going to do. I have no faith in their developmental process. I don't even think they have a developmental process. So so if I think this guy's foolproof, but they're just the fools to prove it. Mark, how was Atlantic City this time around? I ate too much. I had two big Italian meals at uh, Chef Vola. had their chicken arabiata uh, at Cafe 2825, their chicken parm. Both uh, the best in captivity, just great dishes. Uh, I ate at Hooters, too. And, Tim, I played uh, uh, roulette, which I don't normally. But, but a buddy of mine was down there. I ran into him, and we he's a roulette guy. So I actually won. I, I, I showed a net loss on the weekend because I didn't do too good at Blackjack. But I won $415 playing roulette, and I still am not sure how it happened. I've never really tried roulette. Um, do you get into the whole communal aspect of it? No, I, for communal aspect, Tim, the best gambling game is craps. No, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But, but no, I, I mean, I liked it. I had a good time. Uh, here's how I won. Like, I, I hate when people play the red and the black and the high and the low, you know, that sort of stuff. Because, you know, you, it's if I want to do that, I'd play blackjack. I'd grind it out of the game I knew. So what I did instead was I played individual numbers. And uh, you have to, I had to play... 15 bucks a spin, that was a table minimum. So, you know, I bet $5 per spin on, on three on three different numbers. The first spin, I, I, I bet on my old hockey number, which is 22, and it hit. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's 35 to 1. That's $165 payoff. But what I didn't know, because I hadn't played blackjack literally in years. Roulette, you mean? Uh, roulette, pardon me, yeah. yeah. I hadn't played that in years. The chip you use to bet, they leave on that number. And it's up to you to get it or move it. So I had no idea they were doing that. And 22 hit again on the second spin. <laughs> so, Just so, literally so, dumb so, luck then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so right off the bat, I'm up, uh, what is it, 330 bucks. And then I started, you know, losing for a while. I only hit three numbers all night. I played for about 45 minutes probably. But then 
I, I was pissed because I wasn't hitting, hitting any numbers. So I, I, I uh, decided to play the Penguins goalie numbers. I played 29, 31, 35, uh, Flurry, Reggett, and Barrasso. And sure enough, Barrasso hits. So there's uh, <laughs> there's another uh, there's another one. Is it uh, like I that's think karma? Three hundred sixty dollars on one spin. So no brisket then at Chef Vola, huh? No, I'll be resuming my brisket tour uh, back here in Pittsburgh. All right, okay. But uh, but no, no. I mean, it was it was it was, it was the only thing I hate about that trip, Tim, is the drive. The drive's really brutal. Mark Madden with back on the air. Make sure you listen to him Monday through Friday, 3 until 6. He's back on Monday on the X. And watch us. Madden Benz, unfiltered, 9.30 a.m. on the Facebook stream for Trib Live. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.